Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, everybody, I'm Kim Holderness. Oh, I'm Penn Holderness. So we've started. Thank you so much for joining us on the Holderness Family Podcast. Big, big ups to Target. Because they are carrying our exclusive version of the family face-off, and it is now available at Target. It's so exciting. So we walked into our first Target, and we <laughs> saw it, and we kind of repositioned it so it was closer to the end of the of. The we shelf. didn't reposition it, but like it was a little far back in the shelf, and we yes. really wanted to bring it fully into the light. So um, we, we did put it. It is like an inch over the actual shelf and any Target store we've gone to. And we did not push the other games around it back. We did not touch the other games. I did, and then you told me I had I to stop. No, I'm like, I'm a rule follower. You can't do that to the other games. It's right. not fair. They've worked hard too. But like ours is just like an oonch. Like it, it comes out a lot. So just an oonch. Just but, an oonch. So how did it feel to you to just walk into your your motherland or whatever <laughs> you want to call Target, like the place where you belong? <laughs> My safe space. And and see something that you had created. I got teary eyed. I cried a little bit. I got really emotional. We've worked and by not just us, like the entire team of people that we have every Monday have a Zoom call with have worked so hard and I, I think when you see something on a shelf, you don't always know how hard, like how much work it goes to get into it. And so we worked so hard and then you go and it's so little <laughs> compared to a lot of big things that they it's, have in well, the store. I mean, it's a card game. Right. Well, everything else we've sold, like this video and this podcast is, is invisible. <laughs> it's subatomic. It's very, very small. So, yeah, but, but. You can hold it in your hand. So that's something so cool to have created something you can hold in your hands. Again, I will say 1,000 times, there are 20 people that we meet with weekly, well, 10 people that had something to do with it. So not just us, but it. I was so proud. And my favorite quote from the Barbie movie, and I'm going to get this wrong because I've seen Barbie and I'm going to see it again. Can't wait. Go for it. There was a scene in Barbie land where all the winners or all the nominees for the Nobel Prize and all the big awards were all women, obviously, in Barbie land. And 
instead of saying up, like standing up and saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, I just feel so lucky. They say, they stand up and say, I worked really hard. I, I deserve, deserve this. So I'm trying to say things like that in my daily language. So if something goes right, I'm going to say, thank you very much. I deserve this. So I'm trying we're, it's it's so much work for something so small, but I'm trying to take a breath and say, like, yay. Good. And that if it sells well at Target, maybe they'll carry our next game and y'all, our next game is so much fun. Yeah, we're working on our next game. We can't talk about it because it's got proprietary confidential information. I'm thinking our, the our name we're game. obsessed with, we may have to change. because yeah, Well, we're going to figure that out. Okay, uh, so today yeah. we're in need just for, we, we want to liven things up right now. I just, um, in, I'm in the mood to laugh. I need a laugh. I'm going yeah. through some stressful stuff. And yep. I just, I'm like, Penn, Today's podcast that we record needs to be funny because I'm in the mood to laugh. Yeah. And so in Breeze is Charlie Behrens, uh, one of our favorite people. He is a Midwestern comic who has really found that little corner of the internet and turned it into a place of real joy. And so Charlie, when he does decide to join us on the Zoom meeting, we're going to let him on. Charlie is a yeah. New York Times bestselling author, Emmy-winning journalist, musician, podcast host, and fellow content creator. He has been featured on Comedy Central, Fox, CBS, Funny or Die, TBS, MTV News, and more. Charlie creates weekly content for his various social media platforms for over 7.5 million followers. And he is about to start his fourth stand-up comedy tour, the good old-fashioned tour. Welcome, Charlie. We're going to welcome Charlie in just a second, just to let you guys know what's going on. My wife set up this Zoom meeting. She did a fantastic job with everything except, I think, sending an email to Charlie. So I have a text from him that's, I'm going to read it directly. It says, not seeing the email, good sir. Um, so here's what happens. <laughs> I am really good at a lot of things, but details aren't my thing. I know everybody thinks that Penn, because he has ADHD, he gets to be the one that's flaky on details. It is a stress in our marriage that I actually do not do details well. So I did set up the Zoom meeting. I just apparently forgot to invite him. So it's just kind of hard for him to, to, to talk without the invitation. <sighs> That's okay. Stand by here. Uh, just uh, regale us, honey. Well, you know, you, you know, in another funny story, if you guys are longtime listeners of this podcast, we're going to cut this part. I bought plane tickets to the wrong city. So I showed up. You shouldn't cut this. To People like it when you keep it real. Fly to Florida with my family, but then we had tickets to New York. I did that one time. I bought, ooh, PC and I went to go see Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse movie. I bought tickets for the day before somehow. So we showed up. I'm like, ah, excuse me, family, you're on my seat. I didn't say it like that. To, to the point now that Pintrells, I think, thinks that you are a forgetful one, which is wrong. I'm the forgetful I one. Know. It's just like you're on a, there's been a couple of recent And things, I okay. signed him up for this basketball skills clinic and I sent him up for the wrong day and I sent him there. <laughs> but it, I got that straightened out before you got there. Yeah. So my, I think it causes my kids some anxiety because they just assume that I'm going to get those things wrong, but I will flip that and say it is forced them to take some accountability to of their own, check. their own stuff. Like that. I don't know. What time is it? Like it's not my job. So yeah, having a mom that's kind of a flake with details is, but that's so hard because you think I'm very type A, but I'm not. Well, you just have had no choice but to be type A because of the person that you married. And it's really hard. Okay, here's Charlie. All of those are good reasons why we need a laugh. So in comes, laugh. in comes smiling Charlie Barons. I can't wait to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. 
And here it is, the big reveal. There Yay, <laughs> Charlie. Uh, thank you How so much. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. I'm sorry about the whole email. I would have, yeah, sorry. I created the Zoom. I just forgot to send it. Sorry. So officially, welcome to the show, Charlie. We're so excited. I was no. telling Penn, I just need, I was in the mood to laugh. Got some, you know, life was feeling a little heavy. So I was like, who can we call? Charlie Bates. Well, that's no a pressure. lot of pressure on me. I want you to know. No pressure. Well, we're going to start with a really serious question. I, it's a medical question. I have a medical question. So we went uh, to oh, shoot a video. Oh, hang with- on. Let me, let me fix the, <laughs> the camera so it's less blurry. Sorry. Okay, there we he go. Just lifted, What's the ladies, medical question? Ladies, he just lifted his shirt to wipe off the uh, camera on the computer. Uh, so just teasing yeah. that out there for I you. Showed a little, I showed a little midriff. Yes. You know, but if you, if you want to see the full nip action, you got to subscribe <laughs> to my OnlyFans. I think you guys, so many people have asked, like, can you just seriously sell feet pictures? And I think you can. And I think we're missing out. Well, that's going to be the second question is about feet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the I wanted to get to it. Okay. okay. Well, definitely question. hit that first question. Sorry. So we went to Wisconsin uh, to shoot this really one of my favorite videos, this, this Midwest pickleball tournament with you. Yeah. And which yeah. Penn and I played very heightened versions of ourselves that we were super serious about pickleball. And it was great. It was my Midwest neighbor, Anne-Marie was in it. It was great. Loved it. Um, But then we went to a restaurant, bar, whatever, and had a Bloody Mary. Sobelman's. Yes, it was so good. Had cheese, like fried cheese hanging out of it. And then we had dinner and there was more cheese. Cheese. So I found... Good cheese. it It was so delicious. I have no regrets, except... I got back from that trip and it was so, there was a lot of, bind, there was a lot of binding food. I swear to God, I didn't poop for a week. How do people uh, in the Midwest maintain healthy bowel function with all of that delicious cheese? You well, you know, that is a classic question. And the truth of it is, is in Wisconsin, we have a long history of getting plugged up and we've got a few uh, <laughs> things on the plate at all times to okay. help you with that. Okay. It's just sometimes people ignore them. Okay. One would be the coleslaw. Okay, now Ooh. that would be at, you know, kind of a fish fry. And, and yeah. fish isn't necessarily going to, you know, do that. But when you deep fry it for a long yes. time, yeah, it'll stay in you for a while. You got to get the coleslaw. Okay. That's step one. Step now, one. in that Bloody Mary, you mentioned the cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you eat everything? Did you eat the sausage? In the Bloody Mary? I, I you know, I went mostly for the cheese, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. we can't be picking. We we got to be part a uh, member of the Clean Plate Club <laughs> and the Clean Cup Club. Okay. And with a Bloody Mary, a cup doubles as a plate because okay. it's basically a, a, it's a li- meal. Li- liquid plus intoxicant plus dinner. Uh-huh. So, and inside the Bloody Mary, you got your pickles. Yes. You got your um, asparagus. Usually that's deep fried, but inside some roughage. Uh-huh. Um, you even have some peas sometimes, believe it or not. Uh, olives, you know. Uh, olives. Um, yeah. All these are things that are going to add a little uh, roughage to your diet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if none of that works, my pro tip is you know you go to the baseball game you get yourself some peanuts and uh don't miss out on the shell oh so i'm with you on that dude i and Mm -hmm. i thought that was just a southern thing but my my brother and i were taught that you just eat the whole thing oh yeah and so i do i actually eat the entire shell and is that very fibrous and keeps things keeps her moving 
Is that what's well, there's a lot of salt on it. That's sort of my motivation. Yeah. But yeah, uh, an added benefit is that you got that fiber that will keep her moving. Oh. Well, well used placement of uh, a tagline. There, oh, Kate. I well, thank you. I like to know my audience. There, there are a lot. There are a lot of ways in which Midwesterners and Southerners are alike, and the the peanuts is one of them. The mm-hmm. I think the general niceness is is one of them but um so so Anne marie who's our she's our resident um midwesterner who any of you who listen to our podcast or watch our videos are aware of she's even appeared in some of charlie's songs she and i are getting in, we're in a fight right now why very serious we're, we're shooting a, uh, it's a rap battle between people who go to the beach and people who go to lakes yeah okay. so it's gonna it's That's fun it's fun i'm the yeah. beach guy she's the lake person and you have to like be self-deprecating so we admit that like our situation has sharks. sharks jellyfish riptide yeah. hurricanes there's a lot of awful things and there's reasons that midwesterners don't like to go there so i'm like so i'm helping write amory with a bit so i'm like here's what i'm talking smack about on lakes and i talk about alligators and snakes and stuff like that and she, she keeps saying pen there's never there's not many snakes and they're not poisonous there's, there's and i'm like amory we've got to we've got to get this clear she's like so when you talk to charlie ask him if there's ever snakes at lakes and if you say there's no snakes at lakes i'm gonna call bull crap on you but she says there's no snakes oh. in lakes no there are snakes and lakes for sure in fact i was swimming just the other day and i saw one thank you, you okay. Know, okay but but it, that's that's maybe a point in your uh, deal, but a point in Amory's is they're not poisonous. Typically, that's fine. That's yes. fine. You know, not up. To, I mean, I <clears throat> I'd have to look because you know, with climate change, you you start getting all sort of sorts of weird species coming up and whatnot yeah. that aren't typically there. But the only thing I could think of that was water. He's typing water <laughs> water modicum. Dude, water they freaking mo- swim on top of the water, water too. Moccasins. Back me up on that. They swim on top of the freaking water, and you can see them coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's you terrifying. know, uh, uh, yeah, she is and not going to love this. Trying to find their range, um, I don't. They're they don't see they don't naturally occur in Wisconsin. So, so unless someone had a pet and they let it go, but you know, come the winter, that yeah. uh, that moccasins, you know, a little frigid. So well, I grew gonna... up in Florida, and lakes equal alligators. And yeah. now, because of climate change, there are more alligators further north mm-hmm. because the waters are warmer. And also, she also refuses to believe that there are alligators in lakes. So I know they're not up in Wisconsin because it freezes and everything yeah. like that. But, okay, thank you for settling that debate. We, and really, we don't have a whole lot of fears in our waters. I mean, so kind of the biggest fear is, like, let's say you've got a pierced belly button mm. and you're out there swimming and, um, <laughs> and then a northern pike sees your and they might think that's a little minnow and they might attack your belly button that's i think we should add that to the song pen what what can you rhyme with belly button ring i can do something i'm sure or pike would be easy Mm -hmm. to do yeah charlie what is it like inside your brain like what (laughs) well that's a dangerous question to Uh ask right now pen i mean geez louise um inside my brain you know do you ever like walk into your room and it's really messy and you're not sure where to start? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of my brain. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes actually what I find is if I actually clean up my uh, my place, like, or my, you know what it really is? It's my garage. Mm. Is uh, you clean up your garage, you organize your garage, uh, you really are organizing your brain. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that it's taken me a while to learn. I grew up every Saturday, we would clean out the garage. My dad would, you know, take everything out and say, now clean it up, you mm-hmm. know, and it sucked. But I was like, why do we have to do this every weekend? Then I go up to my grandpa's and he would be cleaning his garage just the same, you know, and I'd be like, we've moved this drill press five different times to five different locations. What's the point? The point is you're just cleaning out your brain. Well, that's really it. You, you rearrange th- the garage, you clean out your brain. And we'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Do you think it's because you had so many siblings and he just needed something for you to do? Because how many, you're one of, how many? I'm one at 12. Yeah. yeah. He just needed something for you to do, probably? Uh, I mean, there were, I had plenty of other things. I was a pretty self-occupied fellow. I'd be out on my bike, mm. um, you know, well, and that's probably it. I was getting into mischief, mm. you know, when I was a kid. Like, um, outside of the church, you know, yeah. they used to have, they had this adoration chapel, and that must have been a stressful place for some people, because they would go smoke cigarettes, and they would leave, like, some, you know, half, Pretty, yeah, half they're not, they didn't finish cigarettes it. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So me and my buddy, we would pick those up and we would go finish them in the woods. And I look, I'm not advocating for smoking cigarettes. And if you're going to smoke them, definitely don't smoke stuff with like, you know, sister Sadella's used cigarette, um, like the lipstick still on the filter. You know, and I kid about that. I don't think sister Sadella was smoking cigarettes. She did throw a Bible at my brother once, allegedly, but that was only because he didn't practice piano. But that's a whole other story. Yes. That sounds like something for your stand-up tour. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Could, have, could be. So yeah, you're mentioning Sister Sadella. You grew up in a Midwestern, sounds like a Catholic. Uh, there were some Catholic uh, influences and some, some of that going on. Have you, in the last four or five years since your kind of platform has taken off, has anybody reached out to you and you're like, oh my gosh. I was never expecting sister someone to reach out to me. Has that happened yeah. from your childhood? Yeah, sure. In fact, I was doing a show in Fond du Lac uh, at one point, and Sister Sidel, or uh, Sister Cindy okay. was in the audience. Mm. And I had some Catholic jokes in there. And I was kind of concerned, how are these going to go over? But then at one point, 
I saw the audience tensing up a little bit, but there was this whole table of sisters just laughing, you know? Uh So I was like, you know, if they can do it, you guys can lighten up a bit. You're safe. Now you gave a really powerful commencement address last winter at your alma mater at University of Wisconsin-Madison. Thank you. Yeah, it was was great. And there was this theme of, you know, starting your career over at 30, you know, you quit your, we've had you on before you talked about quitting news and doing comedy and jumping in. I, I don't know about you, but I feel as if post pandemic, there's this vibe from a lot of people that are saying, screw it with this traditional career and they're starting fresh, starting new. And so I think that would be very inspirational for a lot of people to hear. But what, what, if you could recap your advice there, like what do you tell people as they're looking to make a big change like that? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I really go back to me and my early 20s and like at that point i was very uneasy about my career because i was like there was no clear career path for it you know and part of what made me uneasy was like when you're was sort of the social pressure of like when you're at a party or when you come back home and people are like what are you doing you know Mm -hmm. and you're like having to tell them what you're doing and maybe it doesn't sound impressive or you're worried about other people's perceptions. I think that's the number one thing I think to kind of avoid because we're so hyper concerned about what other people think of us. That's why we're always checking our likes on social media, you know, but the truth is, I mean, you guys are on social media. I'm on social media. I don't know about you, but I, I, I can get into a pattern of where I'm seeing how many people are liking my things, but I'm not looking at how many people are liking your things, right. you know, but the reason I'm looking at that is what is other people's perception of how well something is doing? You know, that's it at its worst. Sometimes I check to see like, how good is this video mm-hmm. um, really, but likes should not determine that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, I say this like, because if people are venturing out onto their own now, um, you know, I still find my, I, I'm almost giving this advice to myself as much as I'm giving it to them is, is you can only do like your best process and that's really it is is focus on the process focus on the next step and and understand that when you do get to a place where when you are successful with what you do and if you keep at it you will you know people get successful at all kinds of things they don't want to do just because they've spent a lot of time doing it yeah you know so if, if you get to that point then that that's not the end of this game then i think the practice becomes um, set, um, enjoying it and enjoying the process along the way and being coming addicted and enjoying the process. Because if you are just so hyper-focused on what people think and then finally you reach success, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to be like, okay, how do I not lose this? You know, yeah. the, the prize for all your hard work is more anxiety about losing the thing that, that you've built. So I, I think that the, the, real practice and it is a practice is to just find enjoyment in the process it sounds like you're kind of touching around or near the ideas of gratitude when when you talk about this particularly there is a word for it yeah (laughs) i I, uh, didn't want to i didn't want to mansplain that you or midwest explain it to you whatever you want to call it um but but i do want to ask because that is something that i struggle with that my wife struggles with and i think anyone in our line of business struggles with because 
it's very difficult to stop and smell the roses in an industry where you have to continue to grow all the time and think of the next thing because you're not putting out, I mean, with the exception of maybe a book or something, you're not putting out a, a movie that you can wait for a year to see how people like. It's a video that's going to be followed by another video next week. I know. Isn't that the, isn't that the thing? You know, um, it's such a unique industry. It's a new industry. It's an industry that's not the way this used to be as entertainers or whatever we want to call ourselves. Sorry, that was a burp. Um, <laughs> anything that we want to call ourselves like in in the era before this social media thing is you put a lot of work into it. You take time, you prepare for a role, you put some deep emotional investment into it or a song or an album or whatever it is, and then you put it out. And there's a lot riding on that. So it's not like that was all great, but you would put it out, you tour or whatever, but then you take a break. You'd give yourself a break. The break doesn't really exist in this side of things. That's the bad side of it. The good side of it, though, is if you put something out that's bad, you just put something out that's better tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of a double edged sword. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, I think just, you know, it's it's just a again finding joy in the process because if you can't find joy in the process you're just not going to last very long i i think that back to you know starting over at a certain age there's a girlfriend of mine she lost her job in the pandemic and she's a little older than i am and Mm -hmm. you know the the north she ended up finding a job but the north star was like if i don't find a a job and it had been i think a year if i don't find a job by the end of the year i'm going to go become a bartender in Hawaii. Like she thought that that was, she thought that was her backup. And I kept saying, Mm -hmm. don't you realize how jealous people would be if you said, I'm quitting my corporate life and I'm going, first of all, being a bartender in Hawaii, you're not gonna be able to afford to live there. It's so freaking expensive. But Mm -hmm. I find myself, the people I find myself jealous of now are the people that have made a stand that I'm getting out of this kind of hustle, hustle, um, mindset that the rest of the world we're all sort of living in. The, the people that have stepped off the treadmill are the people that I I find myself super jealous of. And to your point, find things to enjoy the process. And we have actively tried to shift our mindset in we're not gonna just put out a video for the sake of putting out a video. Like, let's put it out because we think it's funny. Let's put it out because we've enjoyed and, and then that's gonna be enough. And if nobody sees it, because Facebook algorithm or YouTube, whatever, that's fine, but we enjoyed it. And it's, I think it's helped us mentally. I don't know, what do you think, Penn? I'm just sitting here thinking that all of this, I agree with everything you're saying, but I also think that all of this applies not just to weird social media people like me and you, but everyone who goes to work at any point in time has to do the same thing that we do. 100%. But, and, and, yeah. and has to deal with sometimes things going well and sometimes things going poorly. Maybe they're like severely amplified to us by at least the external side of it and whether or not uh, they're objectively good or subjectively good is amplified by the like button, by the views, by the, the, the platform and the counts. But I think that everyone goes through it, right? Uh, yeah. I, and look, I mean, I can just speak from experience. I, I did a number of different jobs before this, everything from like a bike mechanic, pretzel roller, newsman, like, uh, you know, you name it. And each one of those, I've had this same, it's kind of like wherever you go, there you are. There's been the same sort of hustle mentality and wanting to, you know, be exceptional in whatever it is 
you do, um, but always kind of searching sort of for the next thing and always finding a way to kid yourself that once you find it, once you get to that next peak or that next horizon, to feel like you'll be satisfied, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and I find it like, you know, it's, it is something I've, I've found in every career, which has ranged from like, you know, more manual labor to whatever it is now, that's, that's always there. You think you'll be happier when, and then you get that and, you know, You know, I mean, look, there's always going to be another um, mountain, you know, and you're always going to want to make it move. And, you know, it's not about how high the mountain. Guys, it's the climb. It's the climb. um, (laughs) You know, Miley Cyrus may have said it best, but I'm Uh, going to reiterate. I love. I messed up the lyrics. No, but I, I love that Miley Cyrus song. Okay, so in light of all that, we're getting to my favorite part of this, which is basically I'm going to get some free samples from your tour coming up now because I want to ask you what has been funny to you, so funny to you in the last couple of years that it's made it into your into your show. Oh man, that's that's very so. There's there's a lot of things. I mean, one is oh. Jeez. Am I am I asking for proprietary information? Is it like is it too early? No, That's no. Okay. I mean, I I'm just trying to think of of oh, well, <laughs> you know. I mean, that, that, there's a lot I do with my family. You know, like my family is growing up. My my nuclear family. You know, and I've become an uncle. You know, mm. and they're all. You know, they're having kids and they are um having babies you know and the thing they they've always got these these registries yeah they've got these registries and here's the thing about these registries guys my siblings are doing well they've got good jobs okay they've got their hat they're married and they're having kids they have their lives together when are we gonna start doing registries for people who don't have their stuff together? See? You know, where where are the divorce registries? You know, I I didn't get a registry. You know, <laughs> I, all my silverware came with takeout. Where is my registry? You yeah, know? and and so I, that's I do believe. By the way, there should be a divorce registry. Because yeah, that's probably need it more then than you did at the at the, the actual beginning. beginning right? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's that's. That's what I'm saying. Do you so, have to you pick know, one side I, of the registry, though? Yeah. <laughs> well, if What's she gets, yeah, if she, it's just a one-sided one. If no, she gets I mean, all the cutlery, then Charlie should get some cutlery at the end of the day, don't you think? I think so. I um, think that'd be so, nice. So, is this? So, we, you know, we talked about like there's always we're gonna our Miley Cyrus quote. There's always that mountain to climb. You have to find giant time to enjoy the moments. It's your time on stage when you were doing this tour. Is as are those the moments that you're like, okay, all the BS is worth it? Is that your happy place, or does it give you the terror and armpit sweats that it would give me? Oh, it's doing stand up. Well, yeah. you know, it's going to do that for everyone initially. Um, but no, I I think stand up. You know, I started as a stand up. That's where like my Mantua minute that was born out of a stand up bit. And there's just something very cool about that art form where. Like in in a lot of other industry type things, you get to a place where traditionally, and it's different now with social media, but traditionally you can age out. You know, if you're a guy, you age out of certain things or the older you get, you know, and it's worse for women, you know, and like, um, 
and then you know the way hollywood would say is like okay we're, we're done with you or you can no longer play x y and z now you have to play this and those things um that's sort of where stereotypes come from that's where all these things come from uh and it's not true and the nice thing about comedy is stand up comedy in particular is you know the longer you're on this earth observing the better your comedy will become you know mm -hmm. so that's the nice thing about that it's not something it's just something that gets better with age if you continue to work at that craft so i think that's what i like about it. and i really do enjoy I, I mean there's nothing better than when you like hit a punchline and the audience erupts and you know it's one thing if it's like a, a whatever joke um but it's a whole other thing where it's like this was a unique thing that i saw and the fact that these people see it too you know mm -hmm. that's and you put a punchline on it that's kind of like that's like the gold right there you know that's, that makes that's that's such a great feeling that's really special now do does your family get how do you deal with, you talked about, you know, the registry and obviously there's some family humor. Do they get a little sensitive mm -hmm. when you talk about them or do you prep um, them ahead of time? I just, I just give them some free merch and uh, <laughs> you're good. Keep it moving. Yeah, no, there, there, I mean, look, there are certainly times where, you know, I've done some jokes and, uh, you know, I'll hear about it, but it, I try to keep it as honest as possible. And, um, and you know if there's a real issue with it you know I'll, I'll try and talk that out but if it's a really good punchline i'm like oh man this is gonna be a tough one to <laughs> you have to weigh you have to weigh the the crowd reaction with the potential you know backlash from your family i understand yeah and also i I'm, i'll do the algorithm i'll be like well if i do this in uh if I do this in Wapaka, well, that might get back to, you know, my one of my siblings or an uncle or something or a, a relative. But, you know, if I do that joke in Ohio, you know, I, they, they probably never know, you know, so. Um, going on tour sounds super glamorous. I saw your schedule, I think your schedule from last time and I was like, wow, that sounds exhausting. But glamorous? It seems very, it seems very glamorous. <laughs> okay. But it's so tough, like what's it like, what's it really like? How much glamour? How much, do you have a lot of a whole glam team that goes with you? Are you on one of those like Taylor Swift buses? Like how does it look? Oh yeah, no, uh, pickup <laughs> truck and uh, usually Dante, uh, Dante likes to drive, Dante's um, one of the fellas that I work with, one of our producers and uh, he likes to drive. He doesn't trust uh, me driving, so that's uh, nice. But that's usually him, me, and then uh, he doesn't trust anyone driving, especially me. But then there's someone in the back, one of our openers, typically. So we'll all kind of go together. Okay. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's kind of a pickup truck going around uh, the Midwest. If we have to fly somewhere, you know, then it's. Um, it's getting out there. I'm not one that does like first class or anything like that. Um, in part because I'm usually booking tickets super last minute and the, the prices are obscene, but I, I, I never, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that the money is worth it. Like, what do you get in first class that makes the money worth it? You get, you get your knees for another five years. Well, so if we you're my height, we don't pay for <laughs> that's, that's, you're an extra tall. So we don't pay water. for, to be clear, we don't pay for first class seats. So if you've seen us in first class, we've either been oh. Delta points or if we're traveling for work, not all the time. That's not true. Sometimes I pay for first class seats. Like I, I I'm sorry <laughs> without me. Listen, I, my knees are not happy when I'm 
when I'm crunched up in in the back of a plane. I'm just it's, I, I'm tall. I'm six five, and I'm almost fifty, and it's painful. And I look at it, and I'm like, is it worth an extra four hundred and fifty dollars? to not be in pain for the entire trip because it doesn't just hurt while I'm on the plane. It hurts like the rest of the day. If he's traveling with me, he does not spend that, that is money. true. No, because no. I just manspread. Because yeah, if you're he's... next to me, I can just use part of your space. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but I would say it it is... It is it is a lovely experience, but we don't, we try not to pay for it, no, but try, it is a yeah. lovely experience anyway. All right. So I have a question for you, Charlie. You're funny. You've cheered us up, but I have to ask this question. Uh, what yeah. are you, what are you serious about these days? Like what do you take very seriously? Yeah. Uh, the climate. I'm with you. you. Know? I'm I mean, with you. That, that's, that's kind of like, uh, I mean, look, it, it's one of those issues that, we just have to find another way to approach it because it's not just, uh, oh, I want the birds, uh, you know, for my <laughs> own hikes or whatever, which I do. I love birding. I, I tell you what, there's some sexy birds. Out I just there, downloaded guys. the Merlin app for the first oh, time. Oh, it's so good. It's so oh, my good. Gosh. It is so good. It's yeah. Yeah, I'm addicted. Anyway, go ahead. But the thing with the climate is it's a it's an issue that encompasses everything because it's the entire planet uh there it's you know you have sort of racial disparities too and cultural disparities given that the southern portion of the globe is going to experience the most mm -hmm. uh changing um and and the quickest change and um and also um you know i am well aware that i'm part of it i mean i'm on tour i just talked about flying you know that's that's a big um issue so it's it, like i don't think that it's one of those issues you know we should be coming up with some sort of systematic changes for this i'm not going to say it's even a uh easy thing to do i just i you know i just don't like being lied to and yeah. i feel like a lot of people with financial motives in you know the oil and gas industry uh, politicians um you know they've been lobbied pretty hard by these industries they've taken those donations and uh, they've really just fed the american people lies and told them you know what to um what to believe and not believe and they've been financially incentivized to do so and that that really makes me um yeah that it annoys me and the other thing is sort of like the whole way our economy is run is based off the stock market which cares about tomorrow yeah. It doesn't care about, it really doesn't care about uh, several months in it. You know, it, we'd be lucky if it cared about next quarter, but <clears throat> forget about X amount of years from now. And that's why if you take in, it, so it's an economic issue too. It's like a, it's a social issue. It's an economic issue. And I think like what environmentalists get wrong is they focus on the issues that nobody like focus on the financial it's costing us so much money and will cost us even more money if we just ignore it and don't address it but you know so i, I think environmentalists are partially to blame in the way that we've sort of approached things and, and treated people maybe like idiots for not thinking the same it's a very complicated system to understand i think focusing on what do people care about people care about money at the end of the day so how does this, this issue impact money? And then um, how could there be creative solutions to make it so money doesn't go away 
and these things make everybody's lives better the, you know i yeah i pen and i are on your train i mean just the fact that we we do go to the beach a lot and the waters are so stinking warm i mean in my lifetime it's never been like this i agree that i i hate that you know we are trying to make all these changes as a family which everyone should consider but really it's these big huge corporations that are responsible it, for it is but it's both Right. I think I, I think that individuals probably as a whole could change their habits a hundred percent to make this better. And I mean, you mentioned the, the water. We, we were there last weekend and we were like, oh, God, the hurricanes are going to be awful <laughs> this season. We went up to we went up to the Alps in February and there were people in tears telling us these stories about this glacier that used to be up there. That's not there anymore. Like, what are you seeing up in up in Milwaukee? What, where, what evidence are you seeing? Well, ice fishing is a big one. I mean, I love to ice fish. And we didn't. We had maybe uh, t- uh, you know two weeks of good ice in um, southeastern Wisconsin. I mean, ice where I'd feel you know you know. I mean, people go out there, and I was going out there when it probably wasn't safe myself. But uh, one of my buddies is um, a guide, and uh, up on uh, you know he does Lake Winnebago. He says the worst year he's seen. You know mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, ice fishing is certainly a thing. And I'm focusing kind of on the things that people love and the reality of climate change is, you know, those things are going to go away. But not just that, trout are very susceptible to higher water temperatures. Muskies are very susceptible to higher water temperatures. And these are things that people love to catch and get out and do. Snowmobiling, you know, this past year, I, you know, there may have been, I can't remember what the snow was like this year, but that, you know, some places in Wisconsin didn't get any. So it, it's kind of, well, it got a little, but, you know, kind of compared to out. what anyway, you used to. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those things are changing, not just that erosion along uh, Lake Michigan, which has, you know, and not all of these are directly like, oh, climate change 100% caused this. No, but it increases the magnitude of mm-hmm. it and all that sort of stuff. So, no, definitely things are changing. And uh, yeah, infrastructure, you know, you get these rains that people aren't used to. Farmers have to deal with it. It's and uh, Wisconsin, America's dairy land and all that sort of stuff, all that, oh, we you know. know, those things we know and love will take a hit. Yeah, you know. Oh, that. I know. Uh, I had I had most of Wisconsin's dairy when I was there, which is full <laughs> circle why I literally uh, like had to seek doctor care because I was like, I have never... Been, this is TMI. I was like, no, what is happening? This, it's a, you're right. You're right. We started with this and we got to end with Kim's <laughs> constipation. Kim getting plugged up, as Charlie called um, it. Um, yeah. so, okay. So you are, okay. You're recording an album. You're, you have a tour. So tell us all of the many things you're working on and how people can find you. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am working um, on an album, uh, which uh, Amory wrote a song for Yay! called The Mitten State. And uh-huh. it's all about Wisconsin and Michigan arguing about the mitten. Um, and that album will be coming out probably in the next few months or something. But yeah, then just, you know, the videos on uh, the Charlie Barron's page or whatever and uh, tour charliebarrons.com. So you're yeah, so humble and things. Midwestern that you don't want to like plug yourself too much. But you, you're doing a lot of very funny things. Yes. And we can't wait for you to bring your humor oh. to the south. There is an untapped market down here. I know. Most of our neighbors are now from the Midwest. I'm not kidding. They just like there's an Indiana family that just moved in across the way. We've got a Minnesota family like two houses down. We got Amory from Michigan. You would pack some houses down here. 
Come um, on. And, and not, not only talking I about the Midwest, love, but yeah. No, I mean, I'm super excited. I know I said this the last tour, but we are coming to North Carolina. Um, I, I told my manager we have to do it because we've talked about this before. So and then when I do it, you know, you guys got some stage time. So, you know, this guy is so ready for it. I am telling you, it makes my armpit sweat. So <laughs> we actually are. You, no, no. Oh, I'm down. I am 100 percent down. Just, I mean, honestly, just to get the free ticket to sit and watch you. I'll, I know. I'll, I'll jump up there. I'm for assuming a bit. we'd get in free if we went nice. on stage first. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys <laughs> get in free whether you want to get up there or no. But it'd be a lot better if you got up there. That would be great. Mr. You can even bring your guitar. You can do some songs, you know, whatever you feel. Mr. So, I'll pay for first class, but I won't pay my friend for a comedy ticket. That is, that is a really good point. That's a it good is point. funny what what we will spend money on. You know, Penn loves, he doesn't buy clothes, or he doesn't buy, no. but he'll, he will spend $100 on sushi. I will. On a, just drop it on sushi. And, but yet, he, ask him to like pay to sign up for one more streaming service for $6, and that, no, that is enough. He will not have it. Well, how is he going to afford the $100 sushi if he doesn't, you know? Yeah, I know. If he doesn't save, save some costs somewhere. $6. And, uh, it, Text me. I've got I've got um, subscriptions, or I have pe other people's subscriptions. That's what's and important. So, yeah, I'm I'm like a drug dealer for subscriptions on these networks. I'm like, what are you looking for? What are you Hulu? You for, Peacock? Uh, Hulu? Hey, yo, I got Discovery. <laughs> Discovery Plus. Discovery. Taylor mm -hmm. Calm has talked me into that one. I know. You want, right. you want a deal? We do. We do have Discovery Plus. It's got a show on it. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Um, I gotta yeah. cancel that. I've already seen everything. That <laughs> Unless if he gets and if he gets reupped, I'll go back on. We'll go it's back fine. On yeah, it. exactly. Um, I will say I did have a we did have the two security systems for too long in this house, and I forgot to cancel one. I finally canceled one, and they will offer you some deals if you call and try to cancel. So that might be a good technique. For Does that you. work oh, with like Netflix? That is good. Maybe not with Netflix. You're yeah. right, but there's a lot of things you should like threaten to cancel and see what they come up with. Anyway, that's that's a classic, classic, classic move. move right there. Um, yeah. Charlie, we love talking to you. Thank I you love talking much. to you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for having me on again. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to get back down there yeah. and uh, watch out for alligators. OK, <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.